Hey, man, got a second? Uh, honestly, no, but come on in. Hey, I have this great idea for a new episode of Real Pastors Talk. Have you ever heard of rubber pulpits? <laughs> no, but I got to tell you the truth, Joe. I am way behind this week. I was looking at my calendar. I don't even know the next time I can help get another episode of Real Pastors Talk out. Do you think we should take a break? A break from Real Pastors Talk? Like, like not putting any more episodes out for a while? Mm-hmm. Um, well, come think about it. I'm pretty busy, too. We want to see the rural church thrive. But this is a lot of work on this episode of Rural Pastors Talk. This is Rural Pastors Talk, a podcast to re-energize the rural church by equipping and encouraging rural pastors. I am TJ Freeman. I am one of the pastors at Wellsboro Bible Church in beautiful, rural Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, and I am joined by... Hey, everybody. I am Joe Wagner. I am the uh, mad on staff here at Wellsboro Bible Church, and it is beautiful and gorgeous in rural Pennsylvania here in Wellsboro. Truly. What's going on, guys? This is Joshua McLaren. I am a pastoral assistant here in rural Pennsylvania at Wellsboro Bible Church. Did either of you want to sing when you saw the notes right there? Nope. Say what you need to say. Come on, John. Well, I did think about that. Mm -hmm. I I got that a little bit. There you go. Hey, it's uh, true. Rural Pastors Talk does not produce itself. We thought Josh could be our indentured servant to carry out all things RPT, but uh, it turns out he has other things to do, too. Especially since he recently became a real elder. How does it feel? Humbling. Yeah? You've Sobering. Been, you've been glowing ever since. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> I have to God. listen you to you. You should have seen him throw his weight around over That's the last right. couple of days. Ever since he's become an elder. I know. Bossing me, bossing oh, me. Why you mm-hmm. So, hey, there's a lot that goes into Rural Pastors Talk. Um, it may not sound like it, but there actually is something of some research and some scripting that goes into our episodes. Um, there is the mobile studio that we have. We don't have a an office in which to record. I we- wish that we would have counted how many times we've moved oh, man. we've recorded that. Yeah, stinky nurseries in the We're basement. almost in double digits, I bet. Yeah, I think so. All over the place. And uh, here we are today in my office with natural light streaming in. We came in here because I asked to come in here because I can control the temperature of this room. Um, there's stuff to set up, there's posting to do, there's trying to get to know the audience, there's thinking of things that would actually be helpful and trying to process process them instead of just talking. And to be honest, at times it can seem a little daunting. We are just three wild and crazy normal guys, and we have the same pastoral responsibilities that you have, and it's just quite honestly a lot of work. So I wanted to share a little bit of a story. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling like what we said in the cold open, where this is busy, it's it's hard, this is something that's difficult to squeeze in, and I've been wondering in the back of my mind, should we press pause for a little bit and come back to it? And then, lo and behold, a man bun. He showed up. Yes, he did. You met him first. The young Jason Momoa arrived <laughs> in our hallway. Also named Josh. Yeah. His his name was Josh too, not this Josh here. Mm-mm. And I shook his hand and and uh, I said, "Hey, I'm Joe." And he looks at me and he says, "You're Joe Wagner." And I was like, "I have no idea who you are," <laughs> which at isn't all. unusual because people can look at the website. Yeah, that's okay. not what happened. No, he said, "I recognize your voice Ooh. from Rural Pastors Talk," and I was like, "Oh shucks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then he came to me after church, and I 
he said the same thing. I know you from Real Pastors Talk, and I my first thought was, I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was there because he is a rural pastor in a small county. It's right on my map, right over my left shoulder right now. Um, less than 7,000 people are in his county. His county is just off the the south, what is that, west corner of our county. Yeah, he was making fun of us because he, he said, you guys think you you're guys rural. think you're rural, yeah. He's like, there's got 3,000 people in your town. We only got 6,000 people in the entire county. Mm-hmm. And he's right. He's super rural. Although, Josh, they have a claim to fame in his town. They do. What is it? The Forksville General Store. This guy... Um, I think his name's Big Mike, brought a Philly cheesesteak place from Philadelphia. And on Food Network a couple of years ago, he received a top 10 cheesesteak in the nation mm. in Little Forksville, out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We need so, to go there. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. It's not that far. So Josh said to me something to the effect of, um, you know, I've, I've been out in this rural place. I came from a bigger place and I started listening to rural pastors talk after being a little discouraged. And I was like... These guys are in my head. They know me. They know my church. They know my town. How is this possible? And you know what I thought? I thought that is exactly why we do rural pastors talk. And as busy as pastoral ministry is and as challenging as it can be to haul out the tote of recording equipment and all of that stuff. I was Cuz at re- first it was cool. Yeah, like, of course. First, there was the, we had like the honeymoon stage and like all this new, cool, neat gear, and we get to sit around and talk and have and podcast, and it was like a super cool. We've done probably over 150 episodes now, mm. and so we don't do it just to do it anymore, just because it's fun. I mean, it is fun, sure, yeah, but there's got to be a real purpose and reason. Yeah, and I was reminded of that as I as I interacted with Josh and Josh. If you're listening, thanks for coming, brother, and just wanted to let you know that you did encourage us uh, in in a really important way. It was very timely for you to come to Wellsboro Bible Church. By the way, they were just, they had a Sunday off, had some friends around and they came over and um, by God's grace, it was a blessing, very like-minded brother, like-minded church context. Uh, So Josh, we hope you were blessed by being here too. So, but it it just made me think uh, throughout the week, you know, the reason we started this is exactly for reasons like that. Um, We know that in rural places, you can feel really lonely sometimes. It's small. It's isolated. Um, you kind of feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere fighting a battle that maybe doesn't make a big of, as big of a difference as it would make in a bigger place. You can feel like that sometimes. So you're disconnected, you're under-resourced, um, and you're just kind of hanging out there. And to have something like this podcast where maybe we can't see each other every week, but we can at least think together about the nature of the rural church. And here's the reality. We want to see the rural church advance, right? Like, isn't that what the Bible talks about? Christ's kingdom advancing. For example, can you think of any examples? I know you told us that you have early onset Alzheimer's earlier. Yeah, today. I do. Give me a, <laughs> give me a few more hints of where you're, what you were Just talking in about. Just in the scriptures, where do we see some discussion about the church actually advancing? You know, some oh. commissioning, perhaps. Uh, Matthew twenty eight for sure. Um, we are called in uh, in the the apostles' writings that we are high priests. Um, Revelation chapter five again, we're high priests as we go forth and advance the gospel. Mm. This this is just really 
super important for us as Christians is to be able to shed light into the darkness. I mean, it is all the way throughout Scripture, even in John chapter 1, where we're, where Jesus is the light and he's going into the darkness. And, and we are his church, and taking God's word and we're taking God's, the gospel into the darkness as well. We just can't sit around and um, wait for the rapture. That's not what we're called That's to right. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go all the way back to Genesis 1 and realize that God's plan from the beginning was to fill the earth and subdue it with image bearers who exercise his dominion. Then you get to somewhere like Matthew 28, which you mentioned, Joe, and you can see this commissioning. I think it's it's kind of like a restatement of that Genesis mandate. I'm sending you out to go and do this thing that brings me glory to the ends of the earth. Um, and then, you know, think of Acts with uh, going out to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, concentric circles that literally cover every corner of the earth. So we want to see the kingdom of Christ advance in rural places. And if we're being honest, when we look at the rural landscape regarding the church, uh, at least on its face, it doesn't seem like the rural church is advancing. I'm the most optimistic amillennialist out there, right, when it comes to the church advancing into the darkness, the victory of Christ, the victory of the church over evil and darkness. But just like exactly what you said, the rural church really seems to be stalled out in so many different areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you mean preterist when you said that? Well, I am a partial predator yeah, right. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to reduce your word usage to the most powerful and potent. Um, Thank you, TJ. I really appreciate optimistic. My, uh, I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> so, you mean the personal editor partial walking predator. around in my head? Dead. That's good. <laughs> anyway, I'm just teasing you. Um, you know, uh, yeah, when you look at the rural church landscape, you're right, Joe. It does seem like guys are discouraged, churches are closing. We could drive from here across our county and and take off our socks and still run out of fingers and toes to count empty churches on. You know, um, the churches are closing their doors. Guys, guys that we know who were in ministry are no longer in ministry um, because of whatever reason. In rural ministry being a really tough thing to do, um, we can see uh, a lack of growth in the rural church in terms of salvations. Um, maybe there's some transfer growth and these kind of things, but generally our, our churches evangelizing, are the people excited? Um, is this spread of the church like you see in the book of Acts happening in the rural church today? I think most of us would say mm, we could do better. So a podcast like this isn't going to turn the tide, but what we do mean to do is reach out to you, our rural pastor brothers, and say, press on. Um, think carefully about what you're doing. You're you're handling something much more powerful and potent than you even realize, probably a lot of the time as a rural pastor. And and we need to process these things. We need to encourage each other. We need to equip each other. We need to press each other. You know, uh, yeah. So that, that, I mean, that was kind of the impetus. And share with us the battles that you're fighting too. That's where we're going next. Um, we would love for you to help us in this effort. So um, it would be awesome to hear some of what Joe just said, to hear the battles that that you're fighting. How would that help us, Joe? Well, we've got about 150 sticky notes, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And with different concepts, ideas, and uh, some of the different uh, struggles that the, the rural church is having. And those are just ones that we had come up with. Uh, that's not ne- that's not an exhaustive list whatsoever. So we want you to send us in the things that you want to hear us talk about, teach about, research, and help you with. Um, so share with us, Josh. How can they share with us? 
Uh, they could email us at ruralpastorstalk at gmail.com, or they could message us on Facebook or comment on one of our podcast posts, uh, rural past, or facebook.com slash ruralpastorstalk. That would be super helpful Two because best ways. not mm-hmm. only would it prevent us from saying the same old things again and again and again sometimes, but give us ideas of what you want to hear. Even ca- well. case studies are some of the best ways to learn, too. Yeah. I mean, like biblical counseling in, in my seminary classes, if I'm not getting practical counseling opportunities, they give you case studies, right? Where you're able to think through and consider. And um, You didn't tell me that. No? Uh, don't accept the case study because I got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Josh. Um, hearing from some of the things that situations of brothers are, are facing, you know, some things are really nuanced and unusual, but there's usually patterns and trends um, with things that we face. The rural church, you know, it's different region to region, but there are some commonalities that we have being in small, especially in remote places. Um, and just seeing Josh's face and hearing some things from him when he came to church to visit us helped spark some thoughts in our minds and and remind us of the importance of this kind of work. So here's the other thing I would say is we ain't backing down, baby. So sorry, we're not going on a break. We're going to keep on pumping out some episodes. I'm sure we'll have breaks between seasons still. But in fact, it would be nice to put out some more material. Um, We've been talking to a bunch of rural pastors about writing some articles. If you're a good writer or there's a particular issue that you faced, dear rural pastor, that you would like to write into, we are going to launch a resource section on the David Brainerd Institute website. It's just brainerdinstitute.com. And we'll we'll have a resources section with some articles in there, hopefully by April. Um, and if you'd like to be included in that, let us know. If there's certain topics you'd like to see us address on the podcast or in those articles, let us know. And if there are other things that we can put out that would be helpful, um, we're interested in, in thinking about that. You know, we, we have an internship where we're trying to get guys out into the rural space so that they can learn and then we can release them. We're, we're trying to work on a little program for pulpit supply so that we can support some of the rural pastors around us who are tired. You know, if there are things like that where there are, are some more in-depth resources that we could provide to be useful, uh, let us know that. Any other things that you would like to be let known? I think you covered it, brother. All right. Well... Then in that case, we are going to quote on out. And the quote, Josh, is? The Lord measures out perfection, neither by the multitude nor the magnitude of our deeds, but by the manner in which we perform them. Let us therefore be diligent in doing what is right, and let us serve one another with love. John Cotton, Puritan preacher and theologian. Awesome, thanks. Hey, don't go anywhere just yet. Joe, we want to invite them to something amazing. Amazing, Um, amazing. Yeah, it's on April 27th. It's in Williamsport, PA at the first, second, third, first, <laughs> first, Southern. There church. is no second. <laughs> it was a lame attempt. At the a first joke. Southern church. No, the first, first Southern, Southern Baptist, Baptist church. church. Yep. We actually do like them. Um, and they are hosting the regional chapter of the Gospel Coalition's spring gathering there. And I am totally psyched out of my mind about it um ben o'toole who's a a dear brother and a good friend of mine lives in the philadelphia area don't hold that against him he's in a smaller context than philly go verge um yeah he is um a really really gifted expositor and the charles simeon trust actually sends him all around the country 
to teach Simeon's Trust workshops. He has agreed to come up to Williamsport to present for us three sessions with some Q&As, and he's going to give us some really good tools that no matter how brilliant of an expositor you think you are, these will help you. So I would really encourage you, if you're in the Pennsylvania, New York, maybe as far away as the Ohio border, if you really like to drive, um, come on over, spend the day with us, and listen and learn from Ben, and then get to know some of the other rural pastors in this region. To that end, there's a second event, Josh. Uh, coming up in... September. Yes. we are 29 and 30. We are going to be having another Nine Marks Pastors Workshop. Yeah, and your brother... Raymond Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Bro- Christ. Brother in Christ. Yep. Who looks nothing like you in real life. Nope. But on the picture, you guys look <laughs> like twins. You know who he looks like now? He looks like... Oh, it's left me. Oh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Because he got these really? kind of rounder glasses. <laughs> And he's very intelligent. He dresses really well. That's so awesome. he reminds me of, of Dietrich. So if you would like to come and hear from Raymond Johnson, as well as a very seasoned, very wise pastor, Phil Newton, who has written quite a bit to help pastors. Um, he's written a book directed at Shepherds that Josh will link in the show notes that came out recent, more recently. Um, but Phil and, and Raymond are going to rally around us as as rural pastors and this isn't just necessarily for rural pastors but um to encourage us to strengthen us but most importantly to help us refocus on what what we are called to be faithful to as shepherds so the conference is called the workshop's called fulfill your ministry and it's it's just a call to help us and and I just heard something from Mike Bullmore on a podcast where he said regarding expository preaching you know, you you make sure that you handle the word rightly. You preach your sermon faithfully, and you go to bed at night and you sleep well. You don't worry about the results. You don't worry about oh, maybe I could have delivered it a little bit better, or oh, you know, whatever. You just be faithful to the work and fulfill your ministry, and that is a is a job well done. It's those kinds of things that we'll hear from Raymond and Phil as they come together to encourage us. Uh, guys, that's going to be a really good one. Mark your calendars. Um, and if you go on our Rural Pastors Talk Facebook page, I'm sure Josh will very kindly share both of the places you can register for those. Early registration is available for the September 29th and 30, and the one in Williamsport on April 27th, the expository workshop, that's just a $10 donation for lunch. So the workshop itself is free because that's how much we love you. I'll uh, link both signups in the show notes as well. Awesome. Yep. Very good. And that's all we got to say about that. Bye-bye. Raise your Ebenezer. Hey, y'all. If you want to find out some more about Rural Pastors Talk, you can just do what Josh says right now. Go on over to ruralpastorstalk at gmail.com. How do you get there? We we got to email us. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's a good point. And then after You got to ride your horse. Yeah. The old Pony Express. Anyway, uh, and then after the that, mail? they can go to facebook.com slash rural pastor stock. You can mail us if you'd like, but mm-hmm. might be slow to get here. Actually, it still says on the on the website that they can call us and leave a message really? at the church. Yeah. Huh. Did that ever happen? No, never. That's never once happened, happened, but yeah. maybe somebody will do it now. Goodbye. Bye.